Welcome to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Sabalo. We will be talking about God's truth, how to walk in it, how to be sharpened by it, and how to live it out every single day. Let's jump right into it. All right. God bless you. Glory be to God. Welcome to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Sabalo. Episode 10. Yes, Lord. Yes. Glory to God. 10 episodes in and it's been an enjoyment. It's been a blessing. It's truly been something that I know I've been receiving from. And I know there's some of you out there that have shared just, you know, the thanks Vanessa for sharing that kind of testimony. So glory be to God. And I do want to announce that on these next couple of episodes, I'm looking forward. Uh, the Lord is opening up an opportunity to have people on the podcast. Uh, one of the things that the Spirit of the Lord shared with me was that once you get to 10 episodes, then you can start inviting people onto the podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I don't know what to what frequency yet that I'll be doing that. Maybe it'll be, you know, one podcast and then one guest and one. I don't know. We'll see what the Spirit of the Lord desires down that road. But I'll be looking forward to inviting and having other people on the podcast just to share. I truly believe in ironing, sharpening iron. I believe in the ability to share wisdom and gain understanding. And that's kind of the beauty of having people on the podcast is that we all come from different walks of life and different testimonies that I do believe will strengthen a people and a body of Christ. So look for, looking forward to that in Jesus name. So episode 10, what is episode 10 going to be about? I am, you know, <laughs> I was on for a while there for three episodes in, I kept talking about just the, the power of discernment, the the need for, you know, having a discerning heart and allowing the spirit of the Lord to grow you in that area. And as I was sharing, you know, this with, with the Lord and talking to a, a couple of people, you know, they just, just really transparent. I'm like, I'm really hindered in this, Vanessa. Like, I don't know if I have discernment. I don't know if that's something that is for me. I, like, is this <laughs> is this something that I um that that just comes upon me one day? Or and I'm like, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so they're very real things that can get in the way from our discernment and our hearing. And that's kind of what episode ten is. Is like how how do I how do I increase my discernment and i mentioned this on the last podcast but you increase it by really being open to hearing the spirit of the lord but i do understand that there's real things in the way there's things that can hinder us and i i don't know how long the hindrance topic will go because there's a lot of hindrances there's hindrances when it comes to your prayer time, there's things that can hinder you while you're in prayer. And there's things that can hinder you from reading the Bible. There's things that can hinder you from hearing the voice of God. And some things are practical things that we can do that can help us overcome. And then there's things that we understand, right? They're, they're things in the spirit. They're not flesh and blood. We don't fight flesh and blood. 
but there these principalities there's wicked things in high places that can hinder us from getting closer to God being intimate with the Lord really things that make us not feel like prayer is boring things that um we can do to truly overcome those particular hindrances because if you're hindered in having a prayer life well that's a very real real challenge if you're hindered in reading your bible that's a real hindrance because you praying grows you and allows you to have relationship with the lord you reading your word allows you to understand God's promises over your life. It helps you build your identity in Christ. It helps you understand, you know, your spiritual life a lot more. It helps you just on a day to day being able to overcome life's challenges. It helps you have a foundation in Christ. So if you don't have a prayer life and you're struggling to read the Bible, then it's going to be very difficult for you. And you're gonna have a lot of hindrances. There, there, there. There's gonna be real hindrances. And what are what are some of those hindrances? And how do I? How do we? And I. And and I could just say that because I am not like I still get hindered sometimes. There's things that I that hinder me. Um, whether it's like just being really busy, where things on the schedule just are like jam packed, and I don't prioritize there's hindrances and those hindrances can keep you from hearing the lord having communion like i said having that fellowship with the lord so how do we as a people of god that are desiring more from god have practical things that we set and say this time right here is strictly for the lord like this time right here is consecrated separated for the lord these things i want to make sure that i i stay away from because they don't please god because hindrances can be situations circumstances you know sin in our life hindrances can be things that we're attached to that god desires to break us off of they're things that can hinder us and i want to start with this first scripture cuz i want to build you know just some context here for where we're going to go today because as as we as as all of us as we continue in this walk with the Lord it's important that we truly desire to continue to grow and mature and ensure <laughs> that there's those things that are trying to get in the way of our growth we begin to break off those things that desire us to not have an intimacy relationship with the lord begin to break off because if not they will not continue to um you you won't continue to live the abundant life like christ has told us he desires that we live an abundant life he desires but there's real hindrances there's things that can get in the way so let's go to this first scripture here. Uh, okay, so we're going to go to Hebrews 11.6. Let me grab it here. Hebrews 11.6. I'll share it on the screen here. All right, Hebrews 11.6. All right. 
In the name of the Lord, here we go. Hebrews 11, 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we're seeing here that it's impossible to do this Christian walk without some faith. It, it's impossible. And that's one of our hindrances. Hindrance number one, if you're taking notes. Hindrance number one, faithlessness. Your faithlessness, you know, and, and doubting who God is in your life, doubting the, the hand of God can hinder you. It can hinder you. Because God says you have to have faith. You have to have faith that moves mountains. We'll read that scripture here in a minute. But you have to have faith that can believe that what God says in his word is true for you. That what God says is available to you as a believer. And when we we believe that, it, it can help us remove any hindrances out of the way because the enemy's going to come and he's very sneaky. He's very sneaky. So he's going to come and he says, God's forgotten about you. You know, God doesn't love you. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't even know what's going on in your situation. Let me tell you, I could raise my hand right there because I've heard that from the enemy right there. I've heard the enemy say to me, like, no, there's, there's, there's no way God's listening to you. You don't even, you, you know what you've done. That's why he won't listen to you. Yeah, and I'm like, man, the devil is a liar. You know, God's forgotten about you. He's, he's working on another situation. Yours is not that important. You're so selfish. Do you know how many people are in the world? Oh, God, how many times I've heard that? And he does this to us so that we begin to decrease our faith. He does this to us so that we don't, um, we begin to doubt God's, God's mighty hand in our life. So let me, let me take you to this because, again, I, I really do think it's important for us to read the word of God. And that's why we want to read the word of God, because the word of God helps us go grow. And so we're going to go to Matthew 17, 20, Matthew 17, 20. Let's go here. I'm just asking, don't shoot the messenger because we don't invite God to situations. We, we invite God when it's already messed up and mixed up in the wrong stuff. That's when we invite the Lord into the situation when we've already gotten ourselves in trouble and we've decided to do it our way. It's like, oh, Lord, can you help me? And God's so merciful that he does. But we be making it hard sometimes. We be making it so hard when we could have just invited God into the situation. We could have asked God for some direction. We could have waited on his wisdom. We could have waited on that discernment. You know, we wanted to jump so far and without trusting the Lord and inviting him into the situation. And those hindrances right there can get us in trouble. It can get us in trouble. So, uh, you see, 
this is why I got to have some notes, but glory be to God because he knows all things and he knows the things that, that we need to hear and <laughs> that need to be shared for the glory, for the glory of God, for the glory of God. So I say that to say, may we invite the presence and the power of God when we are making decisions, when we're in circumstances, when we feel like we're in the midst of crossword roads when our attitude starts to act up when our flesh starts to have opinions when we start to get these these thoughts that don't line up to the will and the and the authority of God where they sound hateful like where they sound that it did not come from God because those things right there can can hinder you they can even delay you that's a whole nother topic they can delay you so Ooh, glory be to God. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I tell you, the spirit of the Lord is so awesome. I if if I don't say this at every podcast, I don't know. But we we need to do better uh, about asking the Lord to search our hearts. We need to do better about asking the Lord to, you know, come in into our lives and 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 look and analyze if there's anything in me lord if there's anything in me let it be a pure heart let me have a pure heart before you how many times i don't even know how many times david did it but he said search my heart and that's the best thing that we can do lord search my heart search my heart and let him reveal <laughs> let him reveal some things let him reveal some things all right all right, let's go here. Psalms 139.23. It says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test, test me and know my anxious thoughts. I'm going to read that one more time. Psalms 139.23. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offenses way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting any offenses way in me <laughs> i think that's just so good let me see it in the i want to look at it in the nlt version let's put it up in the nlt you guys know i like i like i like reading the word in so many different versions i think it's so powerful search me oh god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts Point out everything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting. It says, point out everything in me that offends you. Can you imagine just going before the Lord? Lord, point things out that offend you. Yeah, we need to make that personal. We need to truly make that personal onto the Lord. We need to make it personal. Let's look at New Kim James Version. I'm going to get three versions of this scripture today. Yes, Lord. Yes. 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in a way everlasting, in the way everlasting. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Father God, search us. Search our hearts, Lord. Search our Lord. Is there anything wicked in me, Lord? so that you can lead me in the way lead me in the way of everlasting glory be to god glory be to god let that be our heart posture lord search me 
Father, search me. If there's anything in me, anything in me, Father, just search me out. Search me out and reveal it to me so that I can walk in your way, so that I can walk before you humbly, so that I can walk before you graciously, so that I can walk before you with a loving and merciful heart. Lord, search my heart so that nothing hinders me. So nothing hinders me. So nothing hinders my prayer life. So nothing hinders my blessing. So nothing hinders my prosperity. So nothing hinders me. I know. I know, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it. That's it. Lord, search me. I, I mean, I could end right there because that right there, Lord, you you know the things that you desire for us to do. You know the things that we need to be doing in our time of prayer with you. Because if we're doing that, man, everything else, Lord, everything else, I know will bring you, bring you honor. All right, so let's go to this next thing. Let me look, let me look at my notes. Look at my notes. I'm going to stay on track here, y'all. I'm going to stay on track. I'm going to stay on track. All right. So other things that can, um, you know, just hinder us. And there's a, there's a list here. I got actually two pages. And I don't know if I'll get to it all on this one. But here's another thing that can, you know, hinder us. Hinder us in our Christian walk. Oh, this is a big one, y'all. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. And I go back to the ministry of deliverance because <laughs> um, I've seen it way too too often. Um, forgiveness is one of those things that can hinder you even in getting your breakthrough. And one of the things that the Lord commands us to do is to forgive. You know, forgiveness is one of those things that um, it takes your heart. It takes compassion. It takes truly letting go. And you know, I'm not going to say that you're always going to forgive. I mean, like forget, but he's asking us to forgive. And just like our heavenly father forgives, you know, he forgives us for things that we've done. And, you know, it's one of the things that we believe as believers that he's died for our sins. And forgiveness really can, not really can, it will hinder you. I won't even sugarcoat it because I've seen it too many times in the ministry of deliverance. Unforgiveness can really hinder people. This, this, this thing can truly cause people to not live out their full Christian walk. So let's go to scripture because I want to show you guys this. Matthew 6, and we're going to start from 13. And this scripture may be very familiar to you because it's the start of the Lord's Prayer. And on 13, it says, um, And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sin, your Father will not forgive your sins. And 
because we're reading different versions, let me read that in the New King James Version here. Here we go. Matthew 6, starting on verse 13. And lead us not into temptation. Let me start that over. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And with forgiveness, like I was saying before, it's one of those things that you have to decide in your heart that I'm going to leave this onto the Lord. And I know that they're hard cases where it's like, but you don't know what they did for me. You don't know what they did against me or, you know, you don't know what they did to me. And here's, here's my response to that is I may not know what they did to you, but our father in heaven is not without knowing what was done to you. And our father in heaven desires that we would have a forgiving heart just as he forgave us. And just like our father forgave in heaven and he sent his son Jesus to die for those sins that were even committed, that we committed, but that were also committed against us. Our desire should be that we would leave that onto the cross as well. And that is my desire for all of us here that as you search your heart and you ask the Lord to search your heart, ask the Lord, is there anyone in my life that I haven't forgiven? Is there anyone in my life that I'm holding anger, any type of worry, any type of hate? Is there anyone in me, in in my heart that I have not forgiven? Because we want to believe, we want to be able to forgive. And the Bible is so good to us. The word of God, forgive me, the word of God is so good to us that it even tells us that if we have anything against a brother, if there's anything that we have against our brother, that we should forgive anything. And it, and I I love that. Let me let me, let me pull that up because I I want to I want to pull that up here. It's in Matthew eighteen twenty one. Okay, Matthew eighteen twenty one. The parable of the unforgiving servant. We're not gonna read all the way down, but then Peter came to him and said, "Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him?" Up to seven times Jesus said to him I don't say to you up to seven times but I say 70 times seven therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king okay now that starts to go into the parable so he tells him like he says I don't want you to just forgive seven times I want you to forgive 70 times seven. That's how much I want you to forgive. And this is why I say to you, like, God's word is so 
so merciful and powerful. You know, there's even a scripture in the Bible that says, if you have anything against your brother, if there's anything that you have against a, a brother, go take care of that first and then come back. And let me see if I could find that really quick. All right. So there's even a scripture in the Bible that talks about if you have anything against your brother before you even come to this altar, please go take care of that. <laughs> let me read you in the real version and not the Vanessa version here. Uh, it says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you. So Matthew 5.23, let me expound on this. Matthew 5.23, come down here. 5.23. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Man, that's that's so good right there. The ability for us to say, for the Lord to teach us something. This is wisdom, y'all. This is like, this is so, some truth that can break some people. They can break some people free right now in Jesus' mighty name. It, the NIV version says, therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you leave your gift there in front of the altar first go and be reconciled to them come and offer your gift settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court oh that goes to another scripture i should have stopped right there let me do nlt I'm telling y'all hit and hit you guys with these versions Jesus name. And there's other ones I like too. I like ESV. Uh, here we go. So if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. And you know what I love about this? That it says at the altar in the temple and you remember you know you're going before the presence of god and all of a sudden you re remember that someone has something against you <laughs> not you have something against someone but if there's someone that you need to ask for forgiveness like hey forgive me for saying abcd forgive me for this action this is where this forgiveness is a good two-way street. Sometimes God will ask you to go ask for forgiveness. Hey, you said something out of line. Go ask your spouse for forgiveness. Hey, you said something out of your out of line to your mom, dad, someone, coworker. I can't tell you the number of times that I've said something and maybe I've said it too harshly and just to ensure I didn't offend someone. I will say, hey, I just want to apologize. I really want to ask, you know, for your forgiveness. If I offended you in any way, it wasn't my intention. And, you know, I just want to make sure I want to clear the air because there are times that you, we can say things and we don't we don't know how the other person perceived it. We don't know, you know, whether or not they're having a good day or, but if the spirit of the Lord places that in your heart and he says, go ask for forgiveness, don't wait, do not wait, just go. 
there's times that you know i've i've been out of line <laughs> in various areas and god will be listen god is so merciful he corrects us he'll be like vanessa go go just go apologize and and i'll just go i say hey i'm really sorry if you know i i stepped my boundaries or if that offended you or if any way I'm, i hurt your feelings and they're like no what are you talking about vanessa I've had it both ways. I've had it where people have told me like, hey, thanks. I thought it was weird, you know, or they'll say to me like, what are you even talking about, Vanessa? But I just go regardless. Like if I hear the spirit of the Lord say, hey, go clear that air or, or just go, go clarify what you meant. I'll just go. Go ask for forgiveness. I'll just go. Don't let nothing get in the way. Unforgiveness is one of those things that can then lead to bitterness and unforgiveness can also lead to just speaking from a wounded heart. Unforgiveness can lead to you just being very short tempered. You know, the spirit of unforgiveness can also just be something that can be a stronghold in your life. It's not sometimes, a lot of the times it can be a stronghold in your life, preventing you. Again, we're talking about hindrances, hindering you from breaking through in a different area of your life. And, you know, the spirit of unforgiveness can also open a door to offense very quickly, very, very quickly can open a door to offense. And unless you clear the air, or unless you go ask for forgiveness as the spirit of the Lord directs you, or you go ensure that, you know, you've forgiven everyone that um, maybe the spirit of the Lord reminds you of someone, go clear the air. I'm not saying you got to be best friends with everybody. I'm not saying you got to, you know, um, do all that, right? Like, no, you don't have to go be best friends with the person, but you do have to get it out off of your heart. You have to, you have to relinquish that onto the Lord. You have to surrender that because if not, again, anger comes with it, bitterness, hate, resentment, discord. I I tend to say this and it's kind of funny, but not funny, but it's along the same lines, but the spirit of unforgiveness can truly just reroute someone in a wild way. Let me give you an example. Um, this is for men and women, right? Like if you dated someone in the past, let's say I'm Puerto Rican. So we're going to go with that. Let's say they were a Puerto Rican culture and they hurt you really bad, whether it was an ex, whether it was a, you know, previous marriage, whatever it was, if they hurt you really bad in the world, we tend to say things like, I'm never going to date a Puerto Rican ever again. Forget Puerto Rican men. Like you just took <laughs> all the population of Puerto Rico and you're like I'm not dating any of them. Why? Because you've taken that one circumstance and that one situation and you've put it in a chokehold. And what does that do? Well, th- that one thing that you can put into a sh- chokehold because you're like I'm not going to date any Puerto Rican, I'm not going to trust any of these Puerto Rican men/women, you know, I'm not going to, no, I'm done. I'm done. You're like, I'm never going to do this again. Well, that doesn't really, really sit well with the Lord. I can promise you that. And I say that to say, because unforgiveness 
can then lead to that type of bitterness where you're like, I don't even want to deal with these kind of people again. You know, I don't want to, I don't even want, like, no, like, oh, all Puerto Rican men are this way or all, all, and we have these sayings, y'all. We, we, we say these things, we, we say these things and I'm, I'm not in agreement with it, but we say these things like, oh, I'm never going to trust these kind of people. I'm like, and that just brings such a division in your heart. It has to, because God's like, I need you to deal with that. Like, no, all Puerto Rican people are not the same. All Dominican people are not the same. All New Yorkers are not the same. <laughs> you know, all of, you know, this culture, that culture, like, and, and it just causes such a division, but it creates a, like a place in your heart where God can't move. You know, God can't, you know, like move in your heart when you have, you're so close minded to that situation because you've built barriers. And that's what God's saying. Like, don't build those. Deal with everything. I want you to deal with everything that's in your heart. I want you to let me deal with all of those things so that there's no hindrances. Like, tear down all those walls. And not that we're not, um, you know, not that we're not using wisdom. I'm not saying in that particular fashion. I'm not saying it where we're not using the wisdom that God has given us. But what I am saying is that we're not taking every situation and putting it in a in a in a chokehold, and then it becomes um, an area where the the Lord has to deal with us in, because we don't want it to be a, an area where we're like, Lord, touch all my areas of my heart, but don't touch that. You know, I can't forgive that person. I can't forgive that because it's like, no, God's like, I want all of your heart. I understand what you've been through. I understand that people are, you know, have a very flesh nature to themselves. I understand that people are going to hurt you, but I'm here for you. And if I could say the one thing that I feel we need more in the body of Christ is these kind of transparent conversations where God knows that we're broken, that we're in need of some healing in certain areas of our life where God's like, I just, if you would just give me that part of your heart, I can, I can mend it. I can restore it. I can bring a, a, a level of joy that the enemy has stolen from your life. I can bring back peace that the enemy has stolen from your life because fear is another hindrance. You know, um, the, the lack of joy, like there's a scripture in Psalm that says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Like joy can be restored. You know, joy can be restored. And the enemy wants us to be able to, you know, just be in such a fearful mindset, fear about the future, fear about what's going to happen. Because Hebrews 1, 11, 1 says, you know, faith is a substance of things that we cannot see. And the scripture tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. So where does the enemy target us sometimes, hinder us sometimes? A lot of times he hinders us in our fears. What if you don't ever get married? You know, what if you don't ever, 
you know, fall in love? Or what if you don't ever find that job that you're looking for? What if you never graduate? What if you don't get that career you've been looking for? What if, you know, um, you don't break free from this or, you know, God can't save you from that. God can't save your kids. God can't save your parents, you know, and all these things that begin to bombard our minds. It truly is routed and like it is just the essence of the enemy's taxes, tactics. That is what the enemy wants to do. If he can place fear that God has forgotten about us, that God doesn't love us, that that God doesn't care about the situation that we're in. If we can, if we believe that he's, he's winning, (laughs) he's winning because the enemy will try to trigger the things that we cannot see. You know, you, you can't see God moving in the background sometimes, but he is, you know, you can't see God, you know, ministering to your unsaved loved ones, but he is. You know, like he's, he's working on those things. You, you can't see God's working out your finances. The scripture Psalms 156, three, put it on screen here. Fix the 56, three. It says, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. When I'm afraid, I will put my trust on you. I will put my trust in you. I will put my trust in you. And there are going to be moments where fear will try to rise up. Like I said, the enemy is very conniving. He's clever. He knows how to, you know, use um, uh, various circumstances to his benefit. But when we are experiencing that fear, may we put our trust in the Lord. May we put our trust in the Lord. In Jesus' name. All right, so I'm going to share a scripture here out of Isaiah. And it's Isaiah 41.10. Oh, I love this scripture. It says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Ooh, Jesus. That's good right there. Amen. See, this is this is this this is how excited we should get with the word of God. Because when we know that we know that the Spirit of God is speaking to us, so good. It says NIV version, so do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand amen amen so we know that even in our fears you know god says like i there there are gonna be times you're gonna be fearful but what i need you to do is to know that i need you to put your my your trust in me i need you to know that i'm with you i don't want you to be dismayed i want you to know that i am your god I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you. And there are times that when I'm going through a hard season and things can just try to bombard my mind, 
the one thing I tend to always try to do is worship because it's hard for you to be, you know, get attacked in your mind while you're worshiping. I'll try to worship. I won't try. I will worship. The other thing that I tend to do is just pray out loud, get in my word, listen to a sermon after sermon after sermon. <laughs> but the other thing that I tend to do is just literally go before the Lord and try to just repeat scripture. Like just repeat scripture. Lord, I will you I will strengthen you. And the I I will be upheld by you. I I, I will be strengthened by you. And the other thing that I do sometimes is I just imagine the I just imagine Jesus hugging me, embracing me. Like I really do. I just I just imagine him giving me a big hug. And I cannot tell you the amount of straight comfort I get just like that. I just imagine like, Lord, I just need you to embrace me right now. I just need you to embrace me. I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling, you know, anxious, worried. I, I need you to, I, I need to be under the shadow of your wings. Like I just need your comfort. And he just comes. He just comes. We, you know, we, we have not because we ask not. I truly believe he can embrace you. And so I know <laughs> there's a lot here. There's a lot. But here's here's where here's I'm I'm winding down cuz I could keep going. Uh I just want to say there there are hindrances. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, but God has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. So here's my encouragement to you. Allow the spirit of the Lord to search your heart. Ask him tonight in the morning, Father, search my heart. I want to be devoted. I want to be surrounded by your presence. And so anything that's not of you, Lord, let it like remove it. Anything that's not of you, just remove it, Lord, in Jesus mighty name. That's my that's my prayer for you. As we close, take some time and pray in Jesus name. Glory be to God. God bless you. We're definitely going to be talking about this on the next one. <laughs> Bye, guys. God bless you. You were just listening to Living Truth Everyday Podcast. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Make sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where we post updates about this podcast and much more. We welcome you to join us for the next episode.